0: Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast, and this is Pastor Albert Pendorvis coming back again with another message from God's Word. We're bringing you a series of studies on Satan, the god of this world, and we've been there for a few days now. We want to go slowly. And we want you to get your paper and pencil out, if you would, and take down many scripture references we're going to give you as the it, as it mornings come and go. And we, we're just happy to have you with us this morning. It's always, glad to, it's always good to have our folks with us. But I wish you'd sit down and write us a little letter, a note, and let us know that you're listening. I'd just pray, appreciate it if you would, and if you can, help us with the broadcast. Many are doing that thing now, writing us a letter and sending us a few dollars and say, Pastor, put this on the Trailblazer broadcast. We'd like to see it go out on other stations. and uh, So if you would, help us with it, and then pray for us. Don't forget to pray for us. Here at, here at Radio Missions, our folks here at the church. Many of you are not as familiar with the work here. We get out the Voice of Truth magazine. We have the Voice of Truth broadcast. It goes out over across this nation every Sunday and Sunday night here from here at Radio Missions. We also have, we have the Radio Bible and Bookstore that the Lord has provided for us. We get out good books to many of our folks, and we have a catalog if you'd like to have one. Let us know. We'll send you a catalog of the bookstore. We have a brochure on what Radio Missions is, So we'd send that to you if you'd asked us for it. uh, But would you pray for us? It's it's the Lord's work, the Lord's blessing day by day, saving sinners, one here and one there, and uh, calling folks out of a life of sin. So it's a great responsibility to come before you and bring God's message time after time. And I wish you'd write me and let me know that you're praying for me. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, post office box, Eighteen ten, Walker, Louisiana seven zero seven eight five. We realize that we uh, many times are speaking about controversial subject. The old Trailblazer is a unique broadcast. I don't know of any broadcast like it in this country, and uh, the Lord is blessing it and uh, giving us grace to go on day by day. So we're looking at our study this morning on the Satan, the God of this world, is our general theme. But we're looking this morning at Satan, his character and work, the work and character of a Satan. And we was looking at that in our last study, and uh, we come down to this point where we find uh, folks want to know, uh, where did sin come from? We touched on that in our last study. What was the origin? What is the origin of sin, they say, Pastor, trailblazer. What is, where did sin come, for, come from? So let's, before we uh, get any further, let's just look uh, where did evil come from? When God created the angels and all of the heavenly beings, there was no sin or an evil in the universe because God didn't create evil. These angels that God created were free moral agents. They had the power of choice and uh, not between good and evil, but between following the will of God or following their own will. Then as long as Lucifer chose the will of God, there was no evil in the universe. But the very moment he was lifted up with pride, chose to follow his own will, then he fell, and by persuading others to follow him, introduced evil into the universe. Therefore, Satan said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. Yes, that is, that's right. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Then Satan was guilty of treason and started a rebellion against the government of God. This rebellion will never cease until Satan and all of his followers are cast into the lake of fire, according to Revelation 10, 15. And now every individual out of Christ, who is the son of Satan, is in rebellion against God and is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, according to Romans 8, 7. This is sin, and Satan is the author of it, and every one of his subjects follow in his steps. Now that's a short capsule version of how sin entered into the world. It's Satan's business now to tempt men to sin, to lead them into sin and, and into rebellion against God. One of Satan's main temptations is to lead man to set up his will against God and not bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. And I believe we could just stop there for a moment and look around at the world conditions today, the conditions of our nation, the Conditioned of our city, conditioned of our schools, our homes, and I believe we could say that Satan has almost succeeded universally in, uh, in blinding the eyes of men, causing men to uh, disagree with God's word. That's right. Satan, Satan tempts folks, our folks here, yours to and leads them to live contrary to God's word. This is true in regard to the born-again believers. In 1 Thessalonians 3:5, Paul says, For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest that by some means a tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. First, Paul is talking here about those who thought they had gotten to Christ, but had fallen short. Then to those who are saved, Satan will tempt believers to let let up on their prayer life, let up on their Bible reading, their secret devotions with the Lord, and their hours of meditation. That's Satan's business to keep you entertained. That's why the television is such a dastardly thing. Keeps your mind warped and twisted. Keeps your mind entertained. Keeps your mind busy. Uh, get you enter- in- interested in all of those things. It don't have to be uh, something uh, uh, terrible to keep you uh, uh, tied up with those things. It doesn't have to be uh, vulgarity or pornography. No, there's plenty of things that would keep your mind occupied to keep you from reading and studying God word or to keep you from visiting the sick in the hospital if you are God's child and you have a responsibility to to uh, to visit the sick and visit the widows and many, many things that you should be doing. But are you just sitting at home at night and are in, on your off day there and, and watching the soap operas? Well, that becomes sin. You see what I'm saying? Listen now, folks give up their Bible reading. All of those things. And then Paul says again in 1 Timothy 3, 7, Moreover, moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest they fall, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. From this scripture, we see that Satan ensnares born-again believers. It's Satan's business to charge with something wrong in the believer's life. That's right. That's right. It's it's Satan's business always to uh, come up with something and if he's constantly watching and waiting and looking and hunting for something new that he can rebuke or blame or bring dishonor upon the individual who professes to know the Lord, that's right, anything that Satan can throw off on God's child, which will make the, the ministry look bad or make the grace of God look bad, that's right. Satan stands ready to entangle, to entrap every born-again believer that he may have something to accuse him of before an unbelieving world. Satan will take little things about a born-again believer, magnify them to render their testimony non-effective to everyone as possible. That's why God's man has to stand in the pulpit day by day and wield a sword, cutting away all those things that uh, clamor or clutter up our hearts and that little sin that creeps in. What do they say? The little the little foxes eat the tender grapes. But, my friend, if you're, if you're allowing just a little, that little snippet of sin in your life then satan's always ready there to hurl his darts at you that's right no that's right he he just he's he's a good old devil listen now He's always ready. He's always ready to take little things and to magnify them uh, and to render his testimony or my testimony of yours. What would you think of me as a pastor of this church if I spent my Saturday nights over on uh, Bourbon Street or if I went to a, a, a picture show on Saturday night or any other night and then folks would see me there and then come here Sunday morning and I'd have, to, I'd have to look them in the face. Well, no, I can't do that, my friend. Satan would love Satan would love to intimidate our, our folks. And that's what happens to many of those who are uh, out there in the world. Satan takes, a, takes an expression of, and, and runs, runs away with it, exaggerating the truth. Then Paul expresses this thought in 1 Timothy, 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Wherefore we should have come unto, unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Now you see there what Satan can do? Paul said Satan hindered him, and who are you and I to call ourselves a match against Satan? If the great old apostle Paul was hindered, think about us. It's Satan's business to throw everything in the path, to hinder, to barricade, and to stop our progress in the Christian life. Now, that's right, my friend. Satan, Satan throws up the barricade to hinder you from coming to know the Lord, or hinder you from uh, living the Christian life as you should. But I tell you one thing, Satan, I tell Satan this all the time, and I tell my folks here at Radio Missions. I put everything I can in your path to keep you from going to hell. I lay out myself in front of you this morning. My view, If you go to hell from under this ministry, it's over my veto, my friend. I tell my folks here, Uh, day by day, I come here on Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night and other times and bring God's message. And I tell them, listen, I'm standing in the breach for your soul. Satan has, has his snare set for you and I'll let, I'll not let you go. No, except over my dead body. Oh, I've seen born-again believers when they are brought down to the place of surrender and repentance and salvation, how they've had to give up many things, and they came to see and to mourn over certain things in their lives, but they let them go. But after God saved them, many I've seen slowly drift back into those things again, which, uh, that's right, that's right. I've seen them slowly go back there, and it doesn't endanger their salvation, but shows that they have not that, that heart of mourning and do not carry a broken heart as they should. For example, here's a woman who claims to be saved. She'd drift back into all of those excessive use of lipstick and rouge and decking her body out with jewels and wearing a dress that's a little bit too short and all that. And God's Word says in Galatians, God, it says, Be not deceived. He's not primarily talking about sinners here he's talking to believers there's only one way a born-again believer cannot be deceived by satan and that is to make much of the word would you do that much of the prayer chamber would you do that follow the indwelling holy spirit Would you ask the Lord to give you following grace? Remember one thing. The Holy Spirit does not lead contrary to the Word of God. Now, you put that down in your pipe and smoke it, my friend. the, The Holy Spirit doesn't lead one soul contrary to what God's Word says. He doesn't do it. Now, you can't tell me that you're being led into sin By the word of God. No, it's Satan. Satan tempting you and leading you into a life of sin, if you are. But if you're doing that, if you're easily led by Satan into a life of sin, I would say make your calling and election sure because you may have missed Christ you may have not gotten there my friend you may have not uh, ever been born again oh it's too sh- this life's too short for us to go through this life thinking and wondering and perishing did you know that folks are perishing because they, they don't know the Lord and they're under a false impression or a false hope but I'd make my calling and election sure if I was you Satan is always there ready to tempt you ready to do anything he can to keep you from enjoying the blessings of the Lord to keep you Keep you from being saved if he can, but once he once you're saved, then he's always there to quieten down your prayer life, to to attract you away from your Bible study, and also to keep you from the services on Sunday morning. Now, my friend, I don't have no sympathy for you if you let the devil keep you away from the Sunday services, Wednesday night services, or Sunday night services, or wherever prayers want to be made, my friend. We have prayer meeting on Saturday afternoon, we have prayer every Sunday night before our Sunday. Sunday night service, and just hundreds of our folks don't, they don't regard it, they don't, they're not here. Why are they not here? Because Satan hath hindered them. Are you going to let Satan hinder you, my friend, and let you go into hell with your eyes wide open? That's what's going to happen. Oh, I wish I could just say what's on my heart this morning. This is the old trailblazer. My heart's burdened for you. Day by day, I see all of the the things that the Lord uh, uh, has done in in my life, and then I wonder why folks can't see Christ in their lives. Well, it's because he's not there. This is the old trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post office box. 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.